All right, it's time for stories that are made up with your host, Dad. So sit back and let's get to the story. Welcome to episode number two. This story is A Day in the Life of Me and Kenny. So I hope you're in a festive mood and ready for some shenanigans. So let's get the story started. After a long night of partying, I woke to a quiet house, which was very nice. See, I never really got that too often, living in this house with my buddy Kenny. I feel pretty good this morning. I walk on into the kitchen and, ah, there's my buddy. Good old Kenny passed out on the table with a beer in his hand and his head on the table. Well, he may be dead to the world right now, but I got an idea. I know how to get him up. So, I go over to the cabinet and I get out my bong and weed. Then I sit down in the table looking at him, loading the bong. I take a huge hit. After holding it for a minute or two, I blow it right into his face. One of the biggest clouds I could muster. <laughs> then I get up to turn on the stereo and wait. A few seconds go by with some music playing and Kenny head starts to very slowly lift. As he's lifting his head, one eye pops open and takes a drink of the beer he had in his hand. Oh. And then reaches for the bong. That's my man, Kenny. Always ready to get high. <laughs> After a few hits, Kenny starts to come around. We smoke a couple of bowls. And then he asks, getting him a beer. Yeah, being a nice guy, I am. Yeah, I'll get him a beer. Why not? I get up from the table and I head over and I grab a beer and hand it to him. Every takes a couple of drinks. He, he starts to ask me, what do we have on the agenda today? Knowing he's going to need beer. That's the biggest thing. I just kind of looked at him and said, well, Kenny, we got to pick up some beer some and get some weed before anything. Start doing our running. See, me and Kenny... We've been buddies for about 15 years, and he has not changed one bit. He's always been a good guy, but a freelancer that loves to party. Never have no ties, no real cares in the world. Well, I decide I'm going to roll up my last of my weed into two joints, medium joints, so we can get going on our daily excursion. We both are ready. We head out. As we walk up to my 92 Dodge Intrepid, the sun is shining. The weather is perfect. This is going to be a pretty good day, I can see. So, uh, we hop in the car and I start off towards the liquor store. I light up the joint and pass it over to Kenny. And as he begins to hit it, I start to tell him what all we have to do for the day. Alright, after we pick up the weed, we got to go by Stu's house so I can smoke a joint with him. I had promised him that. And then we'll go get a bite of food to eat, as I was telling Kenny. I look where I could see the disdain on his face. I knew Kenny didn't like Stu too much, and that was putting it nicely. But I hope my buddy will behave himself, you know, hopefully. We pull into the liquor store parking lot. Kenny gets out and heads on in to get his beer. I stay in the car while I'm waiting my old girlfriend, Samantha, she comes over and asks me, Hey, you know where I can get a quarterback for selling it? Well, I'm out, but me and Kenny, we're heading over to get some right now if you want to ride along. Samantha hops into the back seat, and Kenny finally comes out of the 
store with a case of Coors Silver Bullet and a couple bags of ice. I pop the trunk for him. He keeps two coolers in there. One for the bulk of the beer and a smaller one for us up front. He ices down to keep like a six pack or so in. After he finishes with the coolers, he gets back into the car and is startled to see Samantha sitting there. Two exchange greetings and I pull out of the parking lot and head towards my guy's house to pick up some weed. On the way there, we spark up our last joint and Samantha fills us in on the newest gossip around town. She tells us about a local cop that's been shaking down people and taking their uh, money and weed and how Alice the crackhead has lost her kids for like the third time. That's no big surprise. Here I can see it's nothing more than the same old, same old. We get closer and as we pull up, the same old creatures are hanging outside doing nothing productive. So me and Samantha get out of the car and head on into the guy's house. Walking up to the door, I gotta fend off the wolves pawing at Samantha that hanging around outside the guy's house. Finally getting inside, my guy greets me in his usual asshole way. Hey, retard, give me your money. Come on now, retard, give me your money. I don't have all day. I give him the money and he throws my bag of weed at me like an asshole. But for Samantha, it's a whole nother story from the guy. He politely hands her bag she asked for and makes sure she's happy with it and everything. And, and when me and Samantha started leaving, I went ahead and shot my guy the middle finger and he shouts out the door, Later, retard! Uh, we hop back in the car. Kenny moves to the driver's seat while we were waiting inside. He's ready to pull on off. I asked Samantha where she wants to be dropped off at. After letting us know, Kenny drives on by and we drop her off and say our goodbyes and everything. Now that we got everything we need, the beer and the weed, it's time to get this party started. Kenny suggests that we head to the North 40 at the start of out. It's out in the cornfields near the creek. We like going out there to hang out with our friends to get the day started out. They are always up for some wild crap that early in the day. Kitty and I head on out there and I roll up the joint for the trip. As we are smoking, we get into our classic conversations. Hey, Kenny, do you know how much weed you would have to smoke to overdose? No, and you probably don't either, jerk off, Kenny says. Well, dumbass. You would have to smoke 10,000 pounds in 10 minutes. That's impossible, dude. Then Kenny just says, I think I can. I'm the smoke master extraordinaire. All I could do is just shake my head in disbelief. When we got there, there was quite a few people there already. We parked and walked up to John John and Mumbles. These two are not the brightest bombs in the box, but got connections to some of the greatest hallucinogenics like acid, shrooms, peyote, you know, the good stuff. John John and Mumbles never let me down. They're always two you could count on. Their stuff is always the best because they're pretty much taking it. <laughs> Kenny asked for a quarter bag of shrooms without even hesitating. Mumbles hands him over a bag of the shrooms. Kenny pockets the bag of shrooms and we head on out to mingle with people. 
As we head out, Kenny starts walking towards the creek. I know what he's heading to. He wants to go down and check out the babes in the bikinis. Such a horned dog. I was halfway to the creek when I stopped by Chelsea and Alice. The two giggly gossips. They were rambling about 100 miles an hour. I had to stop them and ask them to please slow down and calmly tell me what the hell are you two talking about. It turns out Jerry and Bill, the good friends of everyone's, are having a bonfire tonight at the caves. The caves are an old mineral mines that have been abandoned for decades at this point. So it goes without saying, it's probably not too safe to enter the caves. So ending this stimulating conversation with Chelsea and Alice, I continued on to see how much trouble the horned dog has gotten into. The creek is packed with people, so I scanned the crowd for Kenny. He should be pretty easy to spot. All I need to do is to find him is a... There it is. A girl slapping Kenny in the face. I know I'd find him sooner or later getting slapped. Uh, giving it a second before heading down to him so I don't get caught up in his bullshit. Walking up, I can see he got what just what he deserved by the big, bright red handprint on his face. Kenny's laughing, and he says, I guess she doesn't want my kids or to have kids with me. Oh, what kills me? He doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. Alright, it's time for us to head on out, buddy. I need something to eat. By now, it's getting to be late afternoon. I know if I don't get Kenny's ass going, I'll have to stay here forever. And to get him going out of here, the best way to do is let him know, Hey, let's go to Zach's Sandwich Shack. That always gets him going. As I tell him that, Kenny takes off in a semi-sprint towards the car. After I grab a beer from the trunk for the road, I, I get in the car and we head to the sandwich shop. On the way, Kenny rolls up a joint as big as his pinky. We pull into the drive-thru of the Zack Shack, waiting for our turn to order. He lights up the joint and passes it to me. I take a couple of hits and pass it back. The pot smell is potent, but normal. Kenny takes a couple hits and passes it back. I take three big hits. The pot starts smelling different, like there's something else in it besides weed. Before I could say anything, it was our turn to order. I gave Kenny the joint, and then I began to place our order. I need uh, two Zach uh, sandwich meals with a lemonade. And then he tells me I pull I pull on up to the next window. And I hand the worker the money and he gives me the bags of food. Something didn't seem right, but I blew it off and kept from holding up the line. When I'm pulling out onto the street, my head starts to tingle. I look over at Kenny and he's smiling, trying to hand me the joint. I drove down the street to the park a few blocks away. I pulled in and parked, looked at Kenny. You motherfucker, you put shrooms in that fucking joint, didn't you, you shithead? We're not even at the caves yet, you fucking asshole. How are we gonna get there with this shit coming on? Now we're gonna sit here until I'm ready to go. Kenny just kept sitting there eating his sandwich, staring out the windshield. Fuck! I threw it in the gear and gunned it. Alright, shithead, hold on. 
Now I'm in a huge hurry to get to the caves before the shrooms full swing of things. I can't de drive like that. I'm driving like a bat out of hell when I see the parking lot entrance to the caves. Oh, thank God we're almost there. After parking, I grab up Kenny, son of a bitch, and head into the caves. Just inside the entrance was kegs and a small bonfire. Kenny and I was standing at around the keg for about 20 minutes tripping and stuff. Bill and Jerry were on their rounds. They walked up to us and Jerry says, Kenny looks like he's tripping balls. And you look in a lot better shape than Kenster there. I don't know, Jerry. I'm flying pretty high here. Bill tells us to meet them and a couple others in the back of the cave. With a fresh beer, I light up a joint and pass it to Kenny. When a small fight breaks out, not too exciting, just a couple of punches and a push, no big deal. So now we headed back towards the back of the cave and we found the area we're needing to be in. We sit on a rock and wait for a while. The others start coming in. Kenny was getting excited and rambling on about what type of surprise the two might have. Now, I know better than to get too worked up because Bill and Jerry are notorious for letting people down. But after we were all in the back, we were waiting and finally Bill and Jerry walk on in. And they tell everyone they hit a pound of their famous weed in one of the tunnels in the cave system. I look over at Kenny and he's bursting to get started. He just can't wait. Bill and Jerry get the hunt started. And like a shot, Kenny is off with his tripping, wandering ass. By the time I got to the split in the tunnels, I lost track of Kenny. I listened to see if I could hear what tunnel he might have went down. But there was too much noise in the cave for me to hear him. So I just started down a tunnel, hopefully picking the right one. Well, Kenny now, he's in a full-blown trip. The mushrooms are in control now. So to find him, it's going to be a trip, pun intended. I'm at a quick walk now down the tunnel when it looks to be a dead end. As I walk closer, I can see the tunnel. It's turned sharp to the right. All right. I get closer when the shrooms from earlier started in. Oh, shit. Now my depth perception's off. The side walls are wavy. The ceiling seems like it's a ramp going upward. Okay, pull it together, pull it together. Yeah, this at this moment, it's going to be a rough one. Oh. So I really have no choice. I have to give in and just go with the ride. I'm just going to have to take this trip all the way through. Whoa. While I'm walking along, tripping in my cave, Kenny was in and out of tunnels looking for that pound of weed. But his problem, he kept getting sidetracked by the shrooms he was on. I am getting lost in all these mazes of tunnels, walking and walking. I have paid no attention to where I've been, so I'm lost and I'm tripping as hard as I've ever been. This is not a good thing, but I keep walking. What seems like a never-ending walk, I had somehow exited the caves and the tunnels out of a small opening a quarter mile on the back side of the main opening of the caves. So I'm on the opposite side. 
When I first got out, the stars were like streetlights. How bright they were, shiny. I looked around to see if I could tell where I am, so I started walking south. And with that, I kept walking and walking, which led me to the cave's openings, which was very surprising in the parking lot. Oh, thank God it was the right direction. As I walked up to the cave's opening, I could see a big old commotion going on in front. So I decided, nah, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm tripping way too hard. So I decided to head on down to the car. I'm not going to deal with all the crazies. I got in the car. The keys were already in there, thank God, in ignition. So I started it. So now I have a goal of getting home. I put the car in drive and I pull out of the parking lot, heading home with a wing and a prayer to make it there. Let's hope I can survive this ride. Now the next morning when I woke up all disorientated and not remembering half the shit at the cave, I had a terrible, terrible cotton mouth. So I walked on into the kitchen to get me a glass of water and that's when I find my buddy Kenny made it home alive with his head on the kitchen table and wait, a pound of weed underneath his head? Ha! I'll be damned he won. Well, good for him. Well, he won't miss this chunk of weed. I'll take this to my room and smoke out. That's what he gets for sneaking shrooms into my shit, you asshole. The next adventure he's gonna get paid back on. Good night, folks. Thank you for listening, and tune in for episode 3 of a new story that I'll be bringing to you. Thank you for listening to Stories That Are Made Up, hosted by Dad from the Coffee Bar Stories Podcast. There will be a new story every two weeks. Tune in then. This has been a DTZ Entertainment Presentation. Hi folks, I'm Dad. And I'm Son. We are the host of Coffee Bar Stories Podcast. And Season 2 starts this November, and with that we've added my brother Bubba to help host the show. And we also have added new stories and some special extras. We are really looking forward to entertaining you this season. Coffee Bar Stories is a DTZ entertainment presentation. Hey everyone. I'm Bubba, the newest host of Coffee Bar Stories. Dad, Son, and I are excited to bring in Season 2 to y'all. Expect some new stories, guests, and several other new goodies for everyone. So keep your eyes out for Coffee Bar Stories Season 2 coming this November. Coffee Bar Stories is a DTZ Entertainment Presentation.